This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Amen. When Jesus was 12 years old, the Bible records the first words that he spoke. He was in the temple. He's been there three days. Then his parents come looking for him and said, we have missed you. What are you doing here? (laughs) And he said this, these are the first recorded words of the master himself. I'm here minding my father's business. I've come to do the will of my Father, I have a divine assignment that I've come to fulfill. I am minding my father's business. Just before he died on the cross, his last words, as he lifted up his head and said to the father, I have finished the work you gave me. He had a divine assignment. All of us, you, I, have a divine assignment given by God. And until you know that assignment, and until you fulfill that assignment, you are a misfit. You are miserable. You are incomplete. You are a total failure again and again and again. When you know your divine assignment, then like Jesus, you would say, I've finished. Like Paul, you would say, I've run the race, I've finished the course, I'm now ready to be offered. Like Abraham, you will call your, all your family, lay on your couch, put your hand on their heads and prophesy their future, take the blanket, cover himself and say, I'm going home. Like Jacob, you call all your children around your bed and call them and prophesy over them and then say to them, my time is up. I have finished my assignment. I'm ready to go. He says goodbye, takes a blanket, covers his face and he's gone. For me to live is Christ and to die is a promotion. It's no longer I that liveth. This is referring to you. It's no longer I that liveth, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. He said, you are the salt of the earth. He said, you are the kingdom of light that is put on a hill not to be hidden. You are the reward that God came for. Jesus came to introduce God as Father. He introduced himself as Son of God. He calls us sons and daughters of God. He's not ashamed of you. He calls you by name. It's going to be a great marriage. We are the body of Christ. He has faith in you, though you may not have faith in yourself. He believes in you, though you may not believe in yourself. And I'm here at this time to speak to you as sons and daughters of God. So I'm challenging you to come up and hear what the Father says. What the king of kings says. Come up. Give him your ears. The scripture says in the last days, these days, all of God's creation, all of God's creation is yearning, it's longing, is groaning for the revelation and the manifestation and the demonstration 
of the sons and daughters of God. We are living in this time. The scripture says in the last days. This is in Romans chapter 8. All of God's creation. All visible and invisible. He's not only speaking about men. He's speaking about everything visible, invisible, known and unknown. All of it. He came not only to redeem us, but to redeem all that we see. All of them. That's why the earth is groaning. That's why nature is manifest, demonstrating. That's why the volcanoes are bursting. That's why the sea is crossing its borders. What are they crying for? What are they waiting for? What are they longing for? The Bible says for the manifestation, for the revelation and the demonstration of the sons and daughters of God now. We have faith for the past. You've got faith for the future. But you need that faith now. From the time I got saved, they're praying for revival. Until today, they're still praying for revival. They are blind. Revival is already here. It's here. So I'm calling you forth to rise up. And God will begin to cause to just pop up from all over the place. Known, unknown, seen and unseen. Nameless people, faceless people. They're all going to arise and will fulfill the great commission. And put the enemy to shame. And destroy the work of the destroyer. Confuse the work of the confuser. Divide the work of the divider. You have the anointing and the power to do it. For he works through us. He has chosen you. I just want to share briefly. This is the season to kill lions and bears. And to remove the head of Goliath. This is the season. This is the 18th season. For God is a mathematician. He thinks very precise. The scripture says even the hair on your head has its number. It's not just any number. It means that every hair on your head has its own identity number. That when it falls, God knows the number of the hair that falls. Because we are all known by numbers. The date of birth, the date of death. How tall you are, how fat you are, how round you are, where you live. It's all numbers, numbers, numbers. He's numbered a hair on your head, and when the hair falls, he has a record. That's how detailed he is, knows about you. He knows you better than yourself. And this is the season that he has prepared for this nation and nations all over the world. The season to kill the lions and to kill the bears and to remove the head of Goliath. This is now. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The scripture says sons delight to do the will of the father. And it also says fathers delight in their sons. God came to reveal himself to us. Jesus came to reveal the father. He said I would not leave you fatherless. I will come alongside of you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will teach you. I will comfort you. I will guide you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. These are God's divine promises to us. To say he delights in you. It's time we also begin to delight ourselves in the Father. He's not ashamed of you. Now before you can come to such a place of demonstrating sonhood, sonship, and when the Bible speaks about sons, God always includes the daughters as well. This is not reserved only for the male. It is reserved for sons. And all of us are sons of God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Yes, the women are also sons. God calls them sons. God called them men. Man called her woman. God called them Adam. The man called her Eve. And so when he looks at man, he's looking at both of you. This is also the last days. God's going to cause the women to rise up in such great number to dignity and power. 
And the scripture says, the women will begin to accomplish things that a man would not accomplish before. This is their season. Because together with the male, they will accomplish all of this. So when I'm talking about sons, I'm including you as well. Because God calls you a son. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to speak about submission. I know we don't like the word submission, but it is the greatest mission. It is the most difficult mission. It's the most important mission. And it's the most rewarding mission. That's why the son said, I've come to do thy will, O God. I come to do thy will. Mission. It's very important that all of us are missionaries. Faith is submission. Now listen carefully. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 to 10, here the Lord begins to speak very clearly. And when Jesus entered Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lieth home, sick of palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should have come under my roof. But if you only speak, if you speak the word only, my servant shall be healed. And listen to what he said. For I am a man under authority. Listen, beloved, this is very important. I am a man under authority, having soldiers unto me, un under me. And I say to this man, go, he goeth. To another, come, he cometh. And to that servant, do this, and he doth that. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found such great faith, no, not even in Israel. Jesus said this man had the greatest faith. What kind of faith it was? He recognized the power, the authority Jesus has. He says, you don't have to come to my house. I'm not fit to receive you in my house. But all you have to do is speak the word and my servant shall be healed, shall be delivered. Just your word. Why do I say that? Because I recognize you are a man under the authority of God. <clears throat> How do I know that? Because I am also under authority. And because I'm under authority, I have many soldiers, many servants under me. And when I say to one, go, he goes. To another, come, he comes. Why? Because I am under authority of the government of Caesar. I represent them. Because I submit to them, now they submit to me. Because I recognize authority above me, now I can exercise authority. So Jesus, I know you are a man under authority of God. Therefore, what you speak shall come to pass. Under whose authority are you? Under whose covering are you? No, no such faith, not even found among the believers, not in Israel. Yet a centurion, a foreigner, knew the power that Jesus had because he has to be under the power of God. God wants you to bring you to that status so that you will remain under the covering, under the authority, under God, so that when you speak, things will begin to happen. Under authority, this is submission. So I ask you, under whose authority are you? Who are you listening to? This is God's school of preparation. This is God's school of training the generals. This is God's school of training kings and queens. That's why you were born at home to mother and father. That's why. The day that you were born and the midwife took you out of the womb, she held you upside down. The first view you got the worldview was an upside down worldview. And you're covered with your own excrete. You're covered with old blood. You're covered with all kind of fluids. It's slimy. It's dirty. It's horrible. And you're picked up by your legs, held upside down, 
and she welcomes you with a spank on your backside. And you turn red and you scream. You begin to protest. That's why they call you Protestants. And you scream, you say, what a bloody world. I've covered blood. It's pain. It's upside down. That is a prophetic act by the midwife to tell you what your whole life ahead of you is going to be. Everyone, you can't escape from these troubles. You can live in the White House. You can live in Buckingham Palace. You can live in Beijing. You can live Shangri-La. You can live anywhere. But the sorrows will never leave you. That's why Son of God came to the earth so that he could also identify with us and call himself man of sorrows. A queen of the grief with pain. The moment you are born to this world to the day you leave, pain is your companion. Because without pain, there is no gain. Without opposition, there is no victory. God's raised you up to be champions, overcomers, to overcome all opposing power. This is your school. Embrace it. Love it. You're brought in totally dependent on others. When you are taken out, you're also taken out totally depending on others. So that's why we are family. Family. The kingdom of God runs as a family of God. Who are you submitted to? In a home, submit to father and mother. In school, submit to teacher. In church, you submit to the pastor, the leadership. And in work, you submit to the place of man or woman above you. And in government, you submit. That's the key through submission. Hallelujah. That's how the ox overcomes, overcomes, and overcomes. Because with all its muscles and all its strength, and all his horns and weapons. He knows how to submit to the master. If he does not submit to the master, he then becomes stew. God's calling you. You know what I'm talking about. He's referring to all of you. Another thing, the first thing is submission. Second one is being faithful in the money. In Luke chapter 16... This again, the master is speaking. He spoke to the crowd. Now he calls his disciples. He's calling his disciples, those very close to him. And he said, now listen, I've got to tell you something else. He that is faithful in the least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is also unjust in the much. If you therefore are not faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit your trust to two riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's money, another man's work, another man's field, another man's house, ministry, another man's family, another man's wife. If I cannot trust you with all these things of the world and which is temporal, if you cannot be trusted with these simple earthly things, who will give you eternal treasures? So God is saying you cannot prove faithfulness among men. You can never faithfulness, prove faithfulness to God. Who are you proving your faithfulness to? Because when we stand before God on the day of reward, He's going to reward you according to your faithfulness. If you cannot be trusted in another man's field, that's what he told Jacob. He said, now you have proved your faithfulness for 20 years in your father-in-law's field. And it's very difficult to work, work with your father-in-law. But you worked faithfully. You made him prosper. You blessed him. You were faithful to him. Therefore, now, God says, I will give you your land. 
And from now onwards, all the blessings will not fall on another man's field, but it will fall on your field. Therefore, I will give you the land of Israel. Prove yourself. You are in this ministry. Prove your faithfulness. Can you be trusted? Can you be depended upon to handle money, the memon of unrighteousness, the thing that keeps the whole world running? Jesus said, we have to choose between God and memon. He put them on the bare, both plat same platform. Who are you going to serve? If you serve memon, you finally end up where it goes. But if you serve God, God wants you not to be a slave to Mammon, but the master of Mammon. Hallelujah. Money is not evil. The lust for money, that's evil. Hallelujah. Can you be trusted? Can you be dependent upon? Prove yourself in another man's field. Prove yourself handling another man's finance. Jesus said, if you do this too, and you are submitted to authority, then you can walk with him, talk with him, act like him. Then you are truly a son of God. I share this with you this, today because it is possible here. There was no king in Israel. Sorry, there was a king in Israel. There was an army in Israel. There were many champions in Israel, many captains in Israel, but not one of them or all of them put together could kill Goliath. No way. Yes, the world has everything, but yet they cannot remove the head of Goliath. Yet they cannot remove the head of the lions and the bears that come to kill. They have many. They are armed to their teeth. Yet they have no management of the world. But God had to look for a young man. And his name was David. You know David? David was 17 years old. Remember, we are leaving the season of 17. And we, are moved, we already moved in to the season of 18. David was 17 years old. When the prophet Samuel came into his house to look for a new king. And Jesse had all his seven sons standing up. They looked like kings on the outside, but they were not kings on the inside. First sons, all the seven sons, he says, no, there's, is there any more? He says, yes, there is one. He is singing to the sheep. He's playing the guitar. He's always singing and dancing. We don't know for what, for who. He loves the sheep. He loves to sing to God. He loves to write psalms. and He has a good time up in the hills. But he's just a 17-year-old boy. Samuel said, bring him in, brought him in, and God said, that's the one. He said, man sees the outside, God sees the inside. Man sees the outside, God sees the inside of you. And he said, inside he's a king, outside he's a small boy. But these guys are big, they look like kings, but inside they're little boys. David Samuel comes and Samuel comes and anoints him with awe, say, you are now king of Israel. He's the eighth son of Jesse. Eight. This is the year eight. It is a, big, is a new beginning. From 17 to 18. He now gets the anointing at 17 and he begins to face 18 now. And the moment the anointing came upon his head and he went out, he tells us in his own verse, he says, the bear came for the sheep. The lion comes for the sheep. And what did he do? He ran to the bear. He killed it. He ran to the lion. Listen, I was yesterday going to your, seeing a lion park. I would never run to that lion. Because <laughs> he sees me as a walking meal. <laughs> but when the lion came, David, because of the anointing of God, because no fear in the kingdom of God. He goes to the lion, he rips the lion, and he rescues the sheep. And then God prepares him now to kill Goliath. Why? 
Listen to me, beloved. Listen to this very carefully. Only shepherds kill bears. Only shepherds kill lions. Only shepherds kill Goliath. Every great man that God used to destroy the work of the devil was a shepherd. They were shepherds. You, we are shepherds. And only shepherds have their anointing to remove the head of Goliath. And in this land, only you have the power, the ability, the anointing, oil, the favor of God, the timing of God. Everything is in your favor as far as God is concerned to kill the lions, kill the bears, because they come for a sheep and finally remove the head of Goliath. This is the season the head of Goliath comes down. Come on, I expect a bigger shout from you. Only the shepherds killed them. And that's why God had David. 17, 18, he starts killing. Have you found your lion yet? Have you found your sheep, your bears yet? They'll come for you. In everybody's, every man and woman of God's life, there are four fathers, four fathers. Very quickly, I want to go. Firstly, spiritual father. Spiritual father, that is your pastor, the one that grooms you, feeds you, brings you into the kingdom. That's your spiritual father. And David had a spiritual father. His name was Samuel. He called him father, and Samuel called him son. You read the scriptures. He called him father. He called him son. And then we go to the next one, your earthly father, biological father. First Samuel 17, 20. And David rose up early in the morning. Those that are victorious with God arise up early and left the sheep with a keeper. He didn't abandon the sheep. He put a keeper to look after the sheep and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. His father commanded him, take food, take water for your brothers. Go and serve them. Be an errand boy. And he was happy. He said, yes, daddy, I will do anything you ask me to do. And I'm going to go take food and drink to my brothers. Is that how you respond when your father gives you instruction to play a role of Aaron, boy? Would you be happily saying, yes, father, anything you ask me to do, I will do it, even to go and serve my brothers. See the attitude. Father, he's my father. I delight to please my father. What the father says, he did it willingly, joyfully. And then he goes to see his brothers. Now, the next third father is a workplace father. He comes before Saul, and uh, Saul is the king. And he's going to work for the king. He's going to fight for the king. And after the long conversation, what happens? Saul calls him son, and he calls Saul father. Not knowing later, he's going to be his father-in-law also. He respected him. He said, you are my father. He gave him all the gear to fight. He said, no, I don't need that. I've got something different. Mine is spiritual. It's not carnal, spiritual. And he went. He called him father. He called him son. And you notice, he never rebelled against Saul. Saul, 13 times Saul took the javelin. 13 times threw at David to kill him. He missed. But if David took the sword, took the javelin and threw back once, David will not miss. But he did not. Why? He said, he's God's anointed. His guy was my father. I cannot touch him. What's your attitude to the authority in the church? What's your attitude to your authority at home, at work, at play, in school? Do you respond like a son or you respond like a devil? God is watching. All the mischief Saul did to him, David did not fight back because he said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. God anointed him. God put him there. He was my father. He's my father-in-law as well. <laughs> and David wept when he died. Beloved, these are spiritual keys because God is asking you to come up he stood before David, Saul and said, yes, I killed the lion, 
I killed the bear. And who is this Philistine? I will also kill him. <laughs> he was not afraid. All of Israel was trembling. Each time the voice of Goliath was heard, everybody trembles. A, a fear, voice of fear, a voice of intimida intimidation. Fear is an illusion. Fear is a spirit. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of might and of a sound mind, a mind that is under the management of the Holy Spirit. God's not giving you fear. So stop listening to the intimidating voice in the newspapers, in the radio, the fake news that you see all over. Everything is fake, 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 lie, twisted and distorted. You're feeding on that and you have become just like that. Turn a deaf ear to the lies of the world and get to the word of God. Hear the voice of God. Know the voice of the Holy Spirit. Know the voice of those that love you. Know the voice of your father and your mother who love you, care for you, who risked their lives and brought you into this world. Straighten up. Wake up. Come up. Be separate. Be different. Hallelujah. Then said David to the, to the Philistine when he came forward, are you under your forefathers? Listen, if you are not, you go home immediately after this meeting, call your father, whoever was your guardian, call your mother, call your workplace son, call whoever led you to the Lord, workplace, wherever it is, and say, I love you, I'm praying for you, say thank you. Don't say anything more. Just say, I love you, I appreciate you, I thank you, thank God for you. And I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you positively. Make this right. Because when they bless you, the blessing falls. Honor your father and your mother. For this is the first commandment with the promise. And all things will work for you. You will live long and all of God's creation will work on your benefit. That's the real translation. Honor your father and your mother. For this is the first commandment with a promise. If you do so, all things will go well with you and all of God's creation will work towards your benefit. What is the key? Honor father, mother. Don't honor them when they're dead and gone and they, can, they, they cannot see your face anymore. But honor them now. Love them now. Serve them now. Hug them now. Kiss them now. Send them gifts now. Not when they're dead and gone. And a miracle will begin. You want miracles? You can start it. Appreciate the forefathers on your life. He was covered by the forefathers. Covered. It's not an armor. It's not something else. He was covered by the submission, the obedience to the forefathers in his life. But you see, Saul could not do it. Saul was king. And he could not do anything. Why? Firstly, Saul was not a shepherd. He was looking after donkeys. And there are many pastors thinking they are pastoring the church with sheep. But actually they are looking after donkeys. And even the donkeys got lost. And God was not talking to Saul. So Saul had no relationship with God. That's why he couldn't face Goliath. His pastor, Samuel, was not talking to him. If your pastor is not talking to you, you are in trouble. Not if you are not talking to your pastor. I said, if your pastor is not talking to you, you are already in big trouble. If your pastor is not talking to you, which devil is talking to you? Because when Saul was not talking to God and God not talking to him, Saul went to find the witches and the demons and the devils and he talked to them. And they prophesied his doom. So you go and mix with the wrong people, they will prophesy doom for you. Amen. Which is very common here, very sad. Hallelujah. If God's not talking to you and you are not talking to God, etc., men, if you don't know what is the problem, ask your wife. She will know what the problem is. 
because when God was not talking to Abraham, because Abraham tried to play games with his wife, God did not speak to Abraham. He spoke to the wife. Because when you offend and insult and abuse God's daughter, then his, her father is not going to talk to you. Who gave you the idea you are the son of God? Whose daughter you think she is? So when Abraham did not treat Sarah right, God stopped talking to Abraham. Are you all still here? The reason David was victorious, he became a king, the greatest king ever on planet earth, greatest king as far as God is concerned. He recognized the four coverings and he submitted to it. That made him different. That's why God said, you have my heart. No matter what you do, I will rescue you because you have my heart. You don't rebel. <laughs> clean hands, clean heart, clean mouth. You ascend the holy hill. Your hands not clean, your heart's not clean, your mouth not clean. You cannot ascend no matter how much you may try to entertain God with your music and your dancing. Because God is not addicted to entertainment. He's only moved by somebody's obedience. Hallelujah. Amen. Ask your wife, ask your sister, daughter, they will tell you why God's not talking to you. And I'm serious about it. Amen. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against the Philistine and fight. But David had a tremendous answer. Now, Come to this part. So what did David do? He said, I don't want all your covering, all the physical, I mean material covering. I got your spiritual covering. I got your blessing. I go. And he faces Goliath. But before he faces Goliath, he went to the stream and picked five stones. It's not because he was afraid he might miss the first one. No. He chose five stones because five is the number of grace. By grace, God will bring him down. Five is also the number of the apostles, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Not only that, he said, the only thing that can bring down the kingdom of darkness is the fivefold working together. But today, the fivefold work against each other. And some of the biggest culprits in the kingdom of God are the pastors. I've been a pastor 46 years. They're the ones who sabotage everything. God says unity, they divide. It was the same during David's time. That's why God had to bypass all of them and pick up a 17-year-old boy. <laughs> and listen, God's will will be done if you don't submit to God. God's going to raise up somebody else. They will accomplish it. Five stones. Why also five? Because Goliath had four more brothers. Because everything God has in the kingdom of God, Satan always has a counterfeit. And before David died, the other four brothers of Goliath were also killed. So in that one generation, God dealt with all the five and destroyed them. Listen, beloved, if you rise up to the call of God over your life, in this generation, this generation, you turn this nation around. You see, everything collapse. For every opposing power will collapse. Every demonic design will be destroyed. Every demonic assignment will be nullified and reversed. God will give you authority and power over every principality, over every power, over every might, over every domain, and over all the rulers of darkness in high places. He has lifted you up with Christ Jesus, seated with him in heavenly places, and you are here to superimpose the will of heaven upon earth. That's why you pray, as it is in heaven, so on earth. Thy will be done in heaven, so on earth. He has lifted you up 
when he resurrected, he lifted you up by faith, seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And from above, you look down and you superimpose the will of heaven, the will of the kingdom of God. You impose it on planet earth over every principality. The principality is the one that runs your town councils, your city halls. The powers are the parliaments and the senate, etc. Then you have the, do the domain. These are those who have dominion over the land, like kings and, and great rulers, very powerful men. They are there, the chieftains. You know them well. Then he says, those will have principalities, powers, ru uh, rulers, domin dominion, and all invisible powers that rule. Now, Jesus has lifted you and I, the church, the body of Christ, the church community, above all of this, and he says, you now superimpose the will of God upon them by decreeing, by declaring, by living a holy life. It's a lifestyle. Christian, Christianity is a lifestyle. Worship is a lifestyle. It's the way you live 24 hours a day. Prayer is not some ritual, some ceremony. Prayer is a communing with God. Prayer is making love to your lover. Prayer is a mother hugging her child. The child hugging the mother. And they love. Jesus is. God is first and foremost a lover. He's a divine lover. He's calling you to love Him. Come, embrace me. Let Him kiss me with the kisses of His mouth. For they are sweeter than wine. Come, embrace Him. Put your heart upon his chest like John did to hear the heartbeat of his lover. The most loved one that Jesus loved most because he loved Jesus most. It's not Jesus loved him most. He loved Jesus most. That he could hear the heartbeat. Prayer is falling in love. It's not a burden, it's a joy. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for they are sweeter than wine. Come, he calls us. So I challenge you to come. Be separate. Be different. Amen. Goliath, four brothers were all gone. And beloved, I say this to you. This is the season where God is raising up you. If not inside the so-called visible church, you'll be surprised. He's going to raise more outside the so-called visible church. And he'll cause them to arise and tear down everything the enemy has built in this world. And he will use you. Are you willing to be David? Are you willing to submit like David? Are you willing to obey like David? Are you willing to be in submission so that there shall be oneness? then you don't be afraid of lions. They are here. Don't be afraid of bears. They are here. What do they come for the sheep? In conclusion, let me say this. When Jacob was coming to meet Pharaoh, Joseph told him, when you appear before Pharaoh, Pharaoh will ask you, what is your profession? And when Pharaoh asks you, what's your profession? Daddy, tell Pharaoh, you are a shepherd. And daddy, please keep in mind, Egyptians hate shepherds. So if you think the world is going to love you, you're mistaken. But finally, listen, what happened? Joseph, another 17-year-old boy, Honored by his father, he and his father were one in spirit. The father said, if I, he dies, I die. <laughs> he was given the coat of many colors. Rejected by brothers. Age of 17, he got a blessing. 13 years, he went down the drain. Brothers betrayed him. Cousins betrayed him. Sister Potiphar betrayed him. <laughs> Don't look for Sister Potiphar. She will look for you. On the way through the throne, you will meet her. Hallelujah. Threw him down again. Took off the covering. What did they do? Remove the covering. Remove the covering. Remove the covering. Thrown into the dungeon. Prison. He comes up. Still believes in prophecy. Still believes in dreams. Still believes in his father. Still talks about his brothers. Overnight, 
in a dream, Pharaoh, God picks him up. It's very strange. God did not speak to the believers. He spoke to the non-believer. Picked him up, put him beside the throne. And Joseph is the longest reigning prime minister in history. From the age of 30 to the age of 110, he ruled as prime minister of the most powerful empire on planet Earth. It all started with his salvation, his family's salvation, his na nation's salvation, salvation of Egypt, and the salvation of the world. You see, God chooses you not only for here, but from family to community to nation and the whole world. God is raising you up. Amen. Hallelujah. To take this nation, to take Africa and the nations that God will send you. Because God is a God of nations. He said you will disciple the nations. God believes in you. You may not believe in yourself. Your wife definitely does not believe in you. Your neighbors does not, not, not believe in you. But my good news for you this morning is He believes in you. Others may not have faith in you. He has faith in you. He's covered you with His blood, filled you with His Holy Spirit. So you can say, the kingdom of God dwelleth in me. The kingdom of God dwelleth in me. Hallelujah. I'm a city on a hill. Not to be hidden, but to shine. God did not call you just a little light. He said, you are a city on a hill. Hallelujah. He came down so he can pick you up. He's the lifter of my head. That's one of his names. We are all in shame. We are in embarrassment. He comes, he lifts my head. And I lift my hand to the one that possessed the heavens and the universe. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. <clears throat> Very quietly, beloved. This is time of self-examination. One, are you submitted to the forefathers that God put on your life? If not, repent, call them, make right with them. Don't do any defense explanation. No, just say, forgive me if I offended you. Bless, forgive me, I'm praying for you. I love you, thank you. Don't say anything more. Send them gifts, send them greetings. Make up. This will cause you to be set free to your calling, heavenly calling. Are you trustworthy? The job that the pastor has given you in this church or wherever church you come from. <laughs> Can he trust you? Can God trust you with somebody else's work? Can God trust you to work on somebody else's field? Can God trust you to handle somebody's money? The Lord said, if you prove your faithfulness there, then God will give you treasures, eternal treasures nobody can take from you. So you're going through a test. This nation has gone through a test. You are going through a test. And my prayer is you be faithful because God will then promote you. And it will happen suddenly. It will happen quickly. It's a new beginning. This is the time to eat. Let the lions be your meal. Let the bear be your meal. And let Goliath be your meal. This is the time you will devour them and release the kingdom of God that is within you. Hallelujah. As your head's about, you are in the presence of the Lord. And the Lord is speaking to you now. Be big enough to go and say, I'm sorry. It takes a big man to go and say, I'm sorry. It takes someone very brave to go and say, forgive me. It makes you God-like. Because God is forgiving. To bless and not curse makes you God-like. To be separate, to be different, to be holy, to be set apart, to come up, think different, act different, dress different, speak different, 
Everything about you is different because you're not from beneath. You're from above. Change. Now. Release. Now. Every chain broken. Now. Every shackle broken. Now. Every hook of the enemy we unhook. Now. Release. I see like many bird cages. God wants to release you from the confinement. He wants to release you from the limitations. Be different. Holy Spirit of the living God, we invite you to perform a surgery upon every heart. Take out from us that which you did not put in. And plant in us what you desire. For no weapon formed against us shall prosper. For you are our righteousness. Free. I speak freedom into this body. Freedom into your womb. Freedom into your minds. Freedom into your physical bodies. Freedom into finances. Freedom in relationship. Free from failure in prayer. Freedom from prayerlessness. Freedom from wordlessness. Let the spirit of faithfulness invade these lives. Let the spirit of trustworthiness invade this congregation. I speak into the womb of this congregation now. And I call forth men and women of God. Womb, I speak to you. I command you to bear. I command you to conceive and bring forth from this ministry from this congregation, men, women of God, men, women of prayer, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, a divine government that will take the land. In the name of Jesus, all limitations removed, all spirit of assassin exposed and nullified, all discouragement, disappointment, Every work of the devil we expose. And we ask for a divine invasion upon this congregation. Let it be made manifest. Sons, 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 sons. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. <clears throat> Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.